Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Old Lady Dodge. I'm Raven. And this is the Unstruggling Podcast. Today I'm taking the lead and we're talking about not sleeping, waking up in the middle of the night, and then I'll share my personal journey with this struggle and how I use pills and alcohol to get to sleep. Raven, wake up. Did you have a rough night last night? I actually did. Definitely drank too much coffee yesterday. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it for sure. (laughs) Hey, that snoring reminds me. Who's listening that has a spouse, partner, or kids that snore? My husband, he lays his head down, and in five minutes, there's a rip-roaring snore going on. I don't know how he does it, because five minutes, he turns everything off, and I'm upstairs going, oh, I got to get to sleep before him. I got to get to sleep before him. He can wake me up from a dead sleep. He can turn it off so quickly, and my thoughts just keep going and going. See, sharing a bed at all for me would mess up my sleep, so it wouldn't matter if the person was snoring or not. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, does your dog snore? My dog snores, but, you know, it's not as loud as a person. Okay, that's good. Does she take up the whole bed? My dog is not on my bed. I don't want anything or anybody moving. No no movement. No. Oh, I'm so bad. My dog is on our bed every single night. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep through that. I can't share a bed. <laughs> you are a pretty light sleeper then. I guess so. <laughs> Well, you know, sleep problems can kick in for many different reasons. You know, you got too much on your mind. You can't turn the day off. Maybe at work it was a really stressful day and you were overworked or maybe you're angry or you're sad or it's just general anxiety. Or maybe there's a medical reason. You know, there's so many reasons we don't sleep or our sleep is disturbed. Even the room being too hot can cause a sleep problem. Oh, this is me. (laughs) It's true. So, cold room or hot room? Which do you like better for sleeping? Let us know at unstrugglingpodcast.com. I'm like a 65-degree all-year person. It's always got to be at 65 degrees. I keep it around 60. Wow. I've got it set on Arctic frost in here. I mean, I like it cold, too, but you're such a skinny little thing. Mm -hmm. Little skinny people are always cold, you know, so I thought you would keep it like at 75 or 80. Yeah, I'm pretty heat intolerant. Nope. Yeah, okay. So I need to get a little personal. I think that's really important. All right. My first breakdown was 30 days of an in-house hospitalization, and leading up to it, I couldn't sleep at all, and I self-medicated with alcohol to get to sleep. I never tried, like, melatonin or over-the-counter sleep aids, and, you know, back in my day, back in my 20s, there were no CBD gummies. I have people that I know that say they work really well, but they weren't around then. How about you, Raven? Do you have trouble sleeping? Was one particular time in your life that sleeping patterns were worse? I don't have a bedtime or a consistent sleeping routine. I just sleep whenever I feel tired, provided I'm somewhere it's possible and (laughs) appropriate. Supposedly, it's not good for your brain to not have a stable sleeping schedule. And I have thought about using supplements to help but I am not at a point where I care enough to try any of that stuff. And I have heard from people and read that there are some supplements that cause like an increase in nightmares. And I I don't need that because 
I don't remember most of my dreams, but a lot of the ones that I do are very bad. So I don't need to remember any more bad dreams. The time I struggled most with getting restful sleep was when my depression and anxiety were really bad. So the majority of 2016 and 2017, my anxiety was so intense, I couldn't sleep for more than two or three hours a night. And you know what, though, Raven, what's unusual is you say your anxiety and depression. I know some people that have depression just sleep all the time, but that wasn't the case with you because anxiety was intertwined with the depression. Yeah, I had both of those things, unfortunately. Okay. I had frequent nightmares and I would actually startle out of my sleep from hearing blaring sirens and alarms in my dreams. It was just terrible. I talked on the previous episode about how I did start going to therapy. And fortunately, that helped me work through my anxiety and in turn made it possible for me to not have disturbed sleep. Yeah. And it's it's just awesome now that you can talk about it, because mm-hmm. I do believe bringing it out and talking about it, whether it's a professional therapist you're talking to, a friend or someone you trust, talking about it makes a huge difference. So thank you. Well, my bedtime alcohol routine equated to really crappy sleep for me. You know, I'd go to sleep right away, but then I'd wake up again and my mind was back in overdrive. And that was total anxiety also. So I do get that, you know, just stress, that whole monkey mind thing. You know, my monkeys were on some type of speed many nights in my 20s and 30s, working overtime in my brain, couldn't shut it off. Then for years on my 25-year mental health journey, I took tranquilizers to get to sleep. And when they didn't work, you know, what I would do is I would wake up and then I'd go downstairs and I'd take another half a one to get to sleep. And then I would get to sleep. Was it the best way to get to sleep or the best method? No. I got to sleep, but I woke up groggy and I had a headache. And also back then... I felt a little ashamed at the time that I had to take medication and was so dependent on it to get to sleep for my anxiety. I mean, now I don't believe in regrets at all, and I believe everything's a learning lesson. But back then, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, I have to take this to get to sleep. And I really relied on them. But I'm very happy to say it's been 10 years since I've been on any anxiety or psychiatric prescription medications. So I'm celebrating that. Raven, did you ever take any prescription pills to sleep or over-the-counter medications? I know you said you didn't take supplements. Yeah, when I had the really bad anxiety, I couldn't stay asleep, right, because of my emotional state. But I did not ever take medication. I managed to resolve my issues with talk therapy alone, so I didn't need chemical intervention. So a suggestion that I have, stopping alcohol, any alcohol, three to four hours before bedtime helps, or not drinking at all helps too, having a cup of hot tea. Chamomile tea. Sorry, yeah. I have to throw that in no, there. That's okay. No, yeah. throw it in. That's what we're here for. We're here to give uh, <laughs> some help. I personally don't like chamomile tea, but might work for someone else. If anybody out there has a tea that really works for them, that actually puts them to sleep or helps them get relaxed, you know, please share that on our website, unstrugglingpodcast.com. Leave a comment. Anyway, I'm not a data statistics percentage reference person, but Raven is. 
Can you find a good link for us, for our listeners, about alcohol and the sleep relationship and put it in our show notes here? Yeah, for sure. I've definitely heard and read that research that shows that alcohol prevents quality sleep. And then moving on, what else works for me? Obviously, a quiet walk earlier in the day. I never exercise late at night. That keeps me up. Uh, I like to go somewhere in nature and uh, concentrate on the sounds that surround me just to slow everything down and just be grateful. Also, turn off the electronics for an hour before bed. It's simple and it works. Sometimes it's really hard. If you don't turn off that notification, you're going to hear that text ding and you're going to want to grab it right away, or at least I do as soon as I hear it, or even if it vibrates on the table and I turn it off, but the vibration's on, I'm like, oh my God, something important. I got to get over there. Turn off the electronics, even the TV. And lastly, color meditation worked for me. Seems the monkey's on speed in my mind, though. They're not good at meditation. It takes practice, practice, practice. Um, Here's how I did it. You think of a color, blue, repeat the word over and over again while you're visualizing a blue sky. If you don't like blue, pick your own color and your own place, but it does take work. You got to work at it. As I said, not everything works for everyone. I hope one of these work for you, but if not, take a look in the show notes because there's six more steps from Mayo Clinic that will help you if you're having trouble with sleep patterns. The point about turning off electronics an hour before bed is interesting because it helps me to fall asleep to noise. Typically, the fan or AC is not enough. I need to hear people speaking. So a podcast or video is going while I am getting to sleep. Usually it's something I've played already or something I don't really care to miss. That's super interesting. Yeah. I like white noise also, but the only thing is sometimes like if I fall asleep to the TV, I wake up. So, you know, do you find if you have something going like that, you sleep well the whole night or? I don't own a television, but I might wake up if the audio stops playing, but at the very least, I need something planned to get me to sleep. Cool. I'm going to check out this article, though, to see what their steps are for better and more regulated sleep. Yeah, it's pretty good. And there's not a lot of pop-ups in it. I can't stand that. So I think that's going to wrap it up. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Old Lady Dodge. I'm Raven. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Let's unstruggle together.